Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. But that's something about forgiveness. And now they talk about how what had happened, why it happened, and they have a better relationship. Their kids are friends. And this has been going on for quite a while now. So when they tell their story, people are just super amazed because me personally, I was awesomely amazed because I was awesomely amazed because I a, have never seen that in my life because every time I see the police officer, it was, Every time I see a police officer, um, that means either, A, my foot was very heavy and they are pulling me over, or when I see a police officer in some instance, I am not trying to, I'm, you know, I'm looking at that police officer not as an officer of the law to actually help, um, to actually help me. But that's what to me is like, that is a picture of forgiveness, of letting go offenses and letting go things and reconciling, reconciling with one another. See, if you truly forgive someone, uh, I always say if you truly forgive someone, you should be able to build your relationship with that person. For me, and I agree with that, I do agree with that, I think there are some instances when, you know, I, I told y'all I was happy with liberation, like, hey, we good, you go left, I'll go right, we awesome. But what the best thing I know about forgiveness is that if you if two parties truly forgive each other, they can rebuild their relationship or build a new relationship with each other. See, in Matthew 5th chapter, 23rd through 24th verse, says, So if you are standing before the altar in the temple offering a sacrifice to God, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there beside the altar, Go and be reconciled with that person. Then come forth and offer your sacrifice to God. If you want to write this out for Psalm 133, first chapter, Behold how good and pleasant is your is it for your brother to dwell together in unity. You know. So my my biggest thing and takeaways with this is that forgiveness really depends on the person while Reconciliation depends on everybody. When when two parties or whoever involved, you have to understand that when you forgive people, especially when we're in relationships with people, and we choose that from this, we make that point where like, hey, you're my sister in Christ, you're my brother in Christ. We know once we forgive, we have to make a decision whether we're going to be in unity or we're not going to be there at all. And if we choose to be in unity, 
I'm always big about this. Like, this is where we end. That's the reason why in the offense in the German, uh, we end the offense here. And uh, we end end the offense here so we can build on new ground. You know, in Romans, it says in Romans 12, chapter 18, verse, it is possible as much as depend as you live that you be at peaceable with all men. So forgiveness and reconciliation together produces a level of unity. It produces even a level of peace, and it also produces a level of understanding. Because sometimes, I'm not going to be honest, 90% of offenses are because of somebody miscommunicated something. He says, she says something. Someone was stole, something was miscommunicated, and nobody got over it. It says in Amos 3rd, chapter 3rd, verse, can two walk together unless they agree? Forgiveness produces agreement. It produces, when you have forgiveness plus reconciliation, it equals agreement. And that we're going to, if two and one, we're going to agree on something. We're going to, you know, we always say we're going to touch and agree with each other. But truly to touch and agree with someone is meaning that we must forgive them daily. You know, when they were asking Jesus, like, yo, Jesus, and this is the Shana version. Jesus, now you know how many times my brother offend me. How many times should I forgive him? And then Jesus said, well, you should forgive him seven. You know, Jesus going to the fact that you should forgive him seven times, seven times, seven. And you know me, I got the calculator out when I first heard that as a kid. So, you know, I had the calculator out. And I'm like, well, okay, if we do 490 forgiveness, okay. And you start thinking and Bless my 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 Sunday school teacher heart. She was like, uh, no, that means she had to break it down further. It's meaning that we are all to forgive as much as time, as much as we need to forgive that person. You know, when we start talking about forgiveness and reconciliation, we have to understand that admitting that we are responsible, it kind of involves like three ingredients. Number one, responsibility. Number two, com- uh, compensation. And I think number three is our behavior. See, first we have to admit that we're responsible for the wrong that has been done to another person, and that's responsibility. Some, and we sometimes compensation, Some often some type of compensation to the person that we wrong if for the loss they suffered. They suffered. Um, also is behavior demonstrating a change in our behavior over a period of time towards the person that we have uh that we have wronged. So what well, we have to kinda understand that um when we're looking for a grounds of reconciliation after forgiveness, that's kind of what we have to literally look for. Is and it's sometimes behavior to me a behavior is just really behavior sometimes takes a while. So maybe that's why that's why sometimes forgiveness is a process or reconciliation is a process. Well, we have to understand that forgiveness, it takes one person to forgive. Forgiveness happening uh, happens to inside the wounded person. We can forgive a person who never says sorry. We forgive even if we cannot trust that person who has wronged us once not uh, not to wrong us again. And forgiveness, okay, and forgiveness has no strings attached. Whereas reconciliation, it takes two people to it takes two to be reunited. The union reunion must happen in a relationship between people, 
It cannot be truly night unless he that person is honestly sorry and remorseful. Reunions can happen only if we can trust that person who wronged us and not wrong us again. And reunions sometimes have um, several strings attached. Uh, I can also add with that is that, you know, how to, learning how to forgive. And if each person is learning how to forgive, it may take, it can take a while. Because I can tell you sometimes our offenses are like onions. You can start pulling off. You got one layer and one layer and the next layer, and down you get to the root to the problem. You It may take a while. And when you're reconciling with people, it's like peeling back. It's like peeling an onion, literally. You're going to find things that you never thought that person got upset at you about. I had one friend. I never thought it was one. We had one. I made one comment. And I wish I had never made that comment ever in life because she kept, she, she, I didn't even realize how offended she was. I just made a comment. I was not, and this was back in the day when I had to learn, that's when I started realizing I had to be really careful with the words I was saying. We were having an argument, not necessarily an argument, but a debate or something happened. And I said, well, I'm just not a Susie homemaker. I don't do this, that, and other. I didn't mean nothing to her about it because she was an excellent cook. I couldn't do I I couldn't do those things. I just know that wasn't my strong suit. But in the midst of the conversation, which wasn't even really directed towards her, guess what? She took a fit. And I did not realize until one day I realized every fifth every time we had a conversation about something. She said, Well, I'm just not well, I'm just not a Susan well, I'm a Susan homemaker with this. And I kept thinking like, why do you keep saying that? Because, you know, I had no clue, like I said, oblivious about what I had even said. And then I realized that she got offended. And the thing is, the funny thing about it, I never seen her as, like, I never thought she would got offended. I just made a comment. I didn't realize she was big because the things were happening with her. I did not understand. I did not think that that would offend her because I had no idea. Because personally, I think I saw her different than she saw her own self. And see, that's what we have to understand. Sometimes we walk into situations, and I don't even think we still have gotten that clear. We finally got, I think it took 20 years almost to get that one cleared up, if it got cleared up at all. And I really don't personally think, because every time something happened, it was like going back to a single situation. And that goes back to us. We We look like we're having that same argument over and over again, but with just different people. And that's when we realize we have to learn how to forgive. To And even with that person, we can have an argument with that person, but we have those trigger words that happen, and we break, and that unforgiveness breaks up the reconciliation effort because every time you go back to that layer and you're trying to figure out what is really going on with that person. So... You want to ask, um, the bigger question is, how do you forgive? Well, basically, you forgive by asking Jesus to forgive you until uh, you go in prayer. I said sometimes when you're when it's uh, with yourself, because sometimes I have a problem with forgiving myself about things, or I feel like I take the over-responsibility of I should have done this, that, and other. But we have to understand that forgiveness, if we're we're working with a group of people and we're trying to forgive, 
That means we both go in prayer. If you know you want to reconcile, if y'all have made the decision of you and that person reconciliating after the after the offense, then you both should go in prayer because it's gonna because you never know what's rooted in in the spirit of a, you don't you never know what is so um, what many roots are in your relationship that you have to pull out. So your best thing is to be if you're gonna be reunited united. That means pray together about the situation because then that means every time you feel offended, then second is communicate. You know, sometimes it may like you beating a dead horse, but there are sometimes you have to go to that person like when you need to learn how to stop and communicate because some person may not know you're hurting their feelings. When you say, hey, when you say this, when you say this, this is what I hear. And see, that's the biggest thing about miscommunication. Sometimes we assume that person should understand what you're talking about, but they have no clue. But we have to learn not to be passive-aggressive in forgiveness. We have to learn how to be active in forgiveness. That means if you feel if you're working towards reconciliation, it means stop. If someone says this, you stop them and say, you know what? We are working on our forgiveness. We're working on our relationship. However. I my feelings are hurt when you say this, because when you say this, I hear this, and that person can be like, oh, let me rephrase it. That's not what I meant. When I say this, I really mean this. Those are the key words we have to understand once we work out our reconciliation and towards forgiveness. Um, we all have to understand that. Once we're working on uh, with each other and breaking the spirit of offense with each other, we have to understand that we have to learn how to communicate. You know, I'm a firm believer. If some people had really truly communicated like Adam and Eve, may have Adam and Eve had had a conversation with each other after the offense between her and the, her and the evil, I call the ignorant one, the evil one, Maybe we would not have. Maybe they would not lost their place in the garden if they had a sincere conversation with themselves and with God. Sometimes I believe that, but then sometimes the Bible, God knows what you're gonna do in the beginning. So you know, sometimes we like to humanize or humanize, or we like to take our own take of certain things. And my thing is like with most offenses that I've noticed is that. If you do not ask clarifying questions, if it's at the point where, because sometimes we have those moments where we should, when especially with relationships, um, we have to understand that we need to have, um, we need to have a moment that we learn how to forgive every time, but we also have to have a moment to not deny the reality or not or asking questions to make sure that we are understanding because sometimes people are really just ignorant and they're repeat they're repeating and not they're not sincere. Whereas other other times we can't just make assumptions of what um uh, make an assumption of about somebody. You know, we have to understand that forgiveness is the release of pain and frees us from focusing on the other person. So what we learn when we take our focus off the other person, we can either put our focus 
focus on the relationship that we want to we want to um, focus on the relationship that we want to have. What we have to understand that forgiveness and reconciliation starts with mental decisions, and that emotional part of forgiveness is finally being able to let go of the resentment. And emotional healing may not fall as quickly as we uh, forgive. So we really have to understand this, that we can't learn to reconcile. It sometimes means that the other person isn't ready, and you have to allow that space for that person to not, that person doesn't, you don't want to, you know, sometimes people feel pressure into giving false forgiveness before they're really ready because they feel obligated. But when you're working on reconciliation, that means you have to learn how to have patience. And learning that patience and reconciliation really helps uh, relationships. So, you know, tonight was more about forgiveness and reconciliation, and next week we'll probably go into what offenses and soul wounds are, and then we can start really getting into praying. So right now, I am going to open up your li- open up the line right now, and I'm going to ask this question. How do you forgive? What steps, if you take any steps, on how to, how do you forgive? And after you forgive, do you really think about reconciliation the first time you forgive, before you forgive, or after you forgive? So I'm going to open up the line right now. Okay, I said first question is, how do you forgive? If you have any steps, let me know your steps on how your process, how you start the process after forgiving. And the second part of that question is, after you choose to forgive, do you then think about reconciling with that relationship, or have you thought about that before you forgive someone? Sometimes in the reconciliation part, the other party does not want to let go. And what you do is you just forgive them and you go on. Because sometimes they don't want to reconcile with you. That's happened to me on a couple occasions. And when, even when somebody hurts me, I forgive them. And I go on. And sometimes you didn't do nothing wrong. That's happened to me. Where I didn't do nothing wrong, but I but they made me feel like I did, and I go immediately and apologize and say forgive me, even though I wasn't wrong. And that's wow. happened on occasions with me. Amen. 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 Um, I can agree to that. That has happened to me too, to the point where I just said, "For I, y'all know, I'm learning," but. It, to me, it was very hard because it got to the point where I, that's the reason why I learned about what liberation was from people. Because sometimes uh, we are in an act of forgiveness, and sometimes your feelings are still hurt, or you still tenderhearted. And, you know, for me, it, sometimes it takes me a while to get over stuff. And I, and I, just, and I learned that I just didn't want to get over it. But when I realized the other person involved, in what I call the transaction of unforgiveness, they didn't want they didn't want to realize we had a problem. So you know what I washed my I learned how to wash my hands of folks, uh-huh. and not necessarily say wash my hands of them completely, 
because sometimes it takes people a process and you have to back away. It's not instant. Sometimes we have watched TV so much, and we we, we became, I would say, my generation may become a sitcom generation. Everything happened in a matter of 30 minutes. If it was really big, it happened within an hour. Yeah. Not realized that was a storytelling, but we also felt like that's how fast we feel sometimes how forgiveness should work, and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to open up the line again. How do you forgive, and when you forgive, do you think about reconciliation after or before actually committing the act of forgiveness? You're after, okay, amen. Yeah, that's Prophetess Gina. Hi, Prophetess Gina. Hi, sweetie, how you doing? Doing awesome, doing awesome. Good. Glad to hear that. Here after, anybody, does anybody, I'm opening the line, like, y'all, come on, talk to me tonight. Now, does anybody think about reconciliation before the act of forgiveness or after the act of forgiveness? Amen, amen, everyone. I was doing something. Hello, um, How are you doing, everyone? Hello, How you doing? Oh, when it comes to this, to this, um, this topic tonight, forgiveness. You know, um, I've been on both sides of it. You know, mm-hmm. one forgiveness from someone, and you know, forgiving someone at the same time. And um, through the whole process, I believe in my mind and my heart that I always want to have the reconciliation, you know, to maybe fix it and go on so we could both be together or get our relationship better and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it was like I forgive them and I didn't want to be around them because of what, how they hurted me. Um, but at the end of the day, what I have realized is that when you have self-forgiveness about the person or yourself, but well, have a self-forgiveness about what happened with you and the person or you say what part that you play in it. Um, and sometimes like prophet Bob said, like he ain't do, sometimes you don't do anything, but when you learn to have self-forgiveness to yourself, it's easier to have self-forgiveness to other people. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I believe through the whole process of being on both sides of it, I had to learn to just always have self-forgiveness in my heart because sometimes like prophet Bob said also that somebody might not for, forgive you. And at the same time, sometimes, that hurts a person like because they want to close that chapter or that, that thing that happened or that relationship and they want to go on, but it can't because you no, know, they want to close it. So the person don't want to give them forgiveness back. You got to learn to have self forgiveness because mm-hmm. if they not want to do right to you, you have to have to do right to them, but you have to forgive yourself. So that chapter can still be closed in your life that you know that you did whatever you could to try to have reconciliation on that situation, but they didn't want it. So you have to have that self-forgiveness. And like I said, and you got to have self-forgiveness any other way because to forgive someone, you got to know what it is to have forgiveness. You know what I mean? Right. So thank you again for, like, all the things that you be bringing up, these topics, because they be good topics, touchy topics, and just have you thinking, you know, because we have to have a heart like Jesus. So, you know, we want to go to the kingdom, you know. So we, that's one thing that we always have to always um you know, look inside, look inside your heart to see if your heart is purged, your heart is good, you know, even though you may do things, but is your heart is good. 
is deep down in your heart is you haven't forgiven or you just saying it to someone or you really care about what happened to them after you said forgiveness or reconciliation or not, that do you still have in your heart have forgiveness and want well for that person to have a, a well-being life, you know? So I just thank you again, you know, just good night to everyone. I love you all. Oh, thank Ma'am. you, Amen. Amen. I agree with you on that one. I mean, because I can tell you, I agree with you on that one because I think it's really depending on the situation because I know if it's with a family member, sometimes I'm looking at the relationship as a whole, and sometimes I forgive because I want to start the relationship over, and no matter what resolution or what solution we're going to come between two of us, it's going to be, to me, with my family, Lord bless them, some days. Um, back in the day, and I'm going to put it back in the day because now it's a little bit different. I felt like uh, there were situations that no matter what, no matter how far we go, we're gonna, both of the people involved, including myself, we're going to always try to prove a point. So to me, forgiveness is like, okay, we're going to stop the fence right now where we are because we're not going to get a we're not going to, whatever path we're on is not going to be healthy for the sake of the relationship. Let's choose to forgive this and work on building a relationship better. Sometimes. That's sometimes how I look at it. Other times, I'm looking at like this now. You know what? You hurt me deeply. I've already, because I'm going to be honest, most of the time I've made a decision that unless God changed, because God, uh, God knows he has the right to change my mind on any situation. But, like, if somebody hurt me really deeply and it's to a point where they know this was a known issue or if the offense keeps repeating itself, because I give you one chance after forgiving you the first time, like, totally clean, off the cuff, we good. I don't have any problem. But if we start having the same issue and I'm forgiving you over and over again, I don't see you trying to build a relationship afterwards, I'm like, mm, okay, you know what, I'm going to forgive you because if I don't forgive you now, we're going to have, I'm going to be bitter, and I don't want to be bitter towards you, and I, my relationship with Jesus is better than not being bitter. It's, it's, my relationship with Jesus is going to be hindered by me being bitter and angry at you every five minutes. So I had to learn how to let go. Um, mine is like not going back into abusive or hurtful situations over and over again because people will tell you, you got to forgive. They try to force it on you. And I'm like, yeah, but what they're trying, but what I, what I understand, what I had to learn as an adult, it was not the fact you can forgive somebody, but forgiveness and, re- and reconciliation is a two part. It's two parter. It's not the same thing. And some people interject. Some people interchange forgiveness with reconciliation. I can forgive you, so we can, so I can, move, we can both move on with our lives. I do not have to be with you. I don't have to be around you, but. It makes it better because God might want to do something in the future with both of us and not having that offense. You know, sometimes we have to understand we might have another season come around with the same people, but if we don't have an offense or we've forgiven each other, we can always retrospect back and say, you know what, I did you wrong 15 years ago. I did you wrong five years ago. I have people literally to do that for me and say, hey, it took me five years to realize I did you wrong on this date, and I'm sorry, and I apologize, and I ask you to give me, forgive me. Shocks is living daylights because that was a phone call I wasn't respecting. But, you know, to be honest, even though I have my comments about this person, but the idea that this person did this for me, like to me I thought about it, 
the idea this person could go back that many years and come and make a phone call to me to ask for, for forgiveness, I have much, even though some days I want to just say, oh, child, why? But I have a better respect for this person, and this person only realized she actually has my respect because she did that act. Because I know people have done me dirty and done me wrong and went on by their business and act like they did nothing. And they both be, and these people both be real close to me. Whereas this person, she said it took a while for her to realize what she had done wrong. But when she did, she made that phone call. And then sometimes I appreciate people making that step because you never know what that person had to go through in order to get to that phase in their life to actually say that. So... We have to understand that when we forgive now, that doesn't mean we're going to get that two-party forgiveness or that reconciliation later. But it opens that up so that you guys, that both of you have, God can show you where you hurt it because two hurting people can make both people offended and you don't even know the offenses, your offenses to each other has nothing to do with the situation. But when you start forgiving and let God not necessarily deal with you, but God to allow God to give the opportunity to heal you from it, you'll learn so much things about yourself and the people that you're around. So I'm going to open up the line again for your comments or your questions about forgiveness. Again, the question is still out there. When you think about reconciliation, do you think about before you forgive a person or after you forgive a person? As I was sitting here, I was just thinking when you was talking, um, that's old thing that people can say that forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about it because, like, you know, sometimes with that reconciliation part that, um, or you don't have that true forgiveness, you say, might say you do forgive or whatever, but it's like you would know every time when you see the person. Like, you you might say, okay, I forgive them, but then you see them, it's like you have that, the thing come right up, you have that bitter taste right back in your mouth about it. You know, so mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we have, when we say we forgive, we have to truly, truly forgive. So when we do run into that person in our hearts, it's not bitter about the whole situation. And I do understand what you were saying about that you don't have to allow someone to keep on doing the same thing to you over and over and over. You have to be around them. But at the same time, we must make sure that when we forgive, we forgive from our heart. So when we do come across that person or we do see that person, there's no bitterness in our, our minds or hearts. It's like, you know, some people might be like, well, look at that person. They did that to me. You know what I mean? So it's better for it's the forgiveness. is not for that person. It's for you. So when those cases happen, that you can still be good. You can still, you know, live life and not have no bitterness in your heart. You know what I mean? So, again, I just thank you again for this, this whole thing today. Oh, thank you. Amen. I mean, if I said, when I said last week, you may not have been on last week. Like I said, the person... I'm telling you, I saw that person. She was a bully to me when I was younger. And, I mean, I couldn't get away from this bully because we went to the same church. So it was like I had to deal with her at school and at church. I didn't have a day off. My day off from home was Saturday. And I couldn't even send my – I mean, we and we lived on the same street. And in Holly Grove, where the street is, it's not even what y'all consider a street. It's like what y'all consider a block, that's probably what we consider a street, literally. So I got to see this person every single day, and she was a bully. And I told when I was, I knew something was wrong with me, and I needed, and I started work. This is the moment I knew God. I had to go to God and get some stuff worked out on myself. When I sat there in my car, and it's like ten or fifteen years later, 
And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if I hit her with a car, I don't even think no jury in the world would convict me. After all this person done, and I sit there and like, do you realize how old you are and how old she is? And you thinking about something that happened when you was in high school? Oh, no, I'm sitting to myself going like, um, no, you need to, mm-mm, this, you need to learn, We, we you need to go get some help. And I'm being honest, that was like one of the biggest hits of my life. Like, um, I need to get help. I need to get help now because that's not normal. And I never wanted, and I had to, and I had this saying that some things in my life was the abnormal, but I made it like it was so normal. And I realized at that point, what this was one of those moments where, no, this is bad. This is unnormal. This is not healthy. This is harmful. And that I need to learn what I need to get help. And I, and that kind of, I would say maybe I was in the middle of my journey. I can't tell you where I was in my journey with forgiveness at that point. But I started getting books and reading on how to remove and bitter. I started working that moment. I realized that I needed help and unforg- and forgiveness and unforgiveness was a big part of that. I mean, it really was. You know, I can tell you when I know when I forgive somebody is when I can actually, their name can come up and I don't have that twinge or if I hear a situation come up and I feel nothing. When I feel nothing, I'm thinking, yes, ooh, forgiveness works because I know that I have no emotional attachment to it, that I really honestly have given it to God and, and it's not hurting me or it's not something that, or if I'm when I hear something that happens, with that something that I may have to work with that person, I don't feel a sense of dread and, and everything because I realize that I have moved on from the situation and I don't have to put, and that situation, I have moved on and I've truly forgiven. I have truly have forgiven. All right, the line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Oh, I mean to. Okay, go ahead. Nobody's saying anything. I know everybody's quiet tonight. I mean, this is one of these topics that I'm used to when it getting, you know, a long time ago, I'm like, can y'all talk? Can somebody talk? Because um, I'm, I'm missing the feedback. Yeah. But what I can truly say is that when we start getting into forgiveness, we start getting retrospective. And sometimes, we need that quietness that I'm learning now, that quietness is not a bad thing. Maybe that's just a demonstration of God's peace to show us how maybe we're doing, you know, because sometimes we are retrospecting about things that happen, and God is, we're learning how to be patient and waiting for, you know, allowing God's peace to enter in so that we can make those decisions of letting go what's in our heart. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to leave this just like this. So to rest of the night, um, next week we're going to get into offenses and what they really, what how to heal. Because we talked about, you know, how to reconcile. And I'm just giving an overview. But next week we're really going to get down to um, how to forgive, the process. Let's start off the process. So next week <clears throat> I am asking. Um, sometimes, you know, if everybody said make the list of people that you choose to forgive 
and burn the list and there's so many things that or my favorite is actually making a chair and talking to the chair and say I forgive you because it gives you a focal point to learn how to release uh, forgiveness. Um, so next week we're going to talk about offenses and how does it damage us spiritually. And then hopefully if we get to any time, I want us to start, um, I want to get your comments and your questions and your feedback. So uh, bring your topics. Just pick one. Because me, I'm learning how to forgive. I am truly learning. I'm learning and relearning every day how to forgive folks. How And then mine is like, you know, learning how to forgive and truly forget or learning how to forgive and have a new new perspective. So next week we'll get more in detail in that. So if you have, I want this to be an open environment. So if you feel open to it, to open to express what your situation is, have it ended, has it not ended, bring that with you next week. Because I'm telling you, you may not think this is a testimony, but if you can forgive somebody from doing the doing some of the trauma thing, traumatizing things in your life, like I said, I talk about mine all day, but you know, you don't understand the power of testimony and power of confession is awesome. So next week, I would love to hear your comments. As a matter of fact, I might. Uh, I would love to hear your comments. And even if you don't want to say it publicly, inbox me on either WhatsApp or Facebook, and I can take your name. I can just put the situation out there and, and even give your testimony so that we all can hear it. Because there are times, like, I hear people every day about how they forgive the person that violated them or family situations and how they reconcile out afterwards. And to me, some of it's so amazing because I know LaShawna Maria Burton, woo, I'd be like, woo, that tests my faith. That would be testing my faith. But I realized that when people did that, I see their countenance. And I can tell you from my per- perspective, when you learn how to forgive like that, your countenance changed. I know I used to be like, my head would be so down. I dealt with so much sickness in my life and vertigo. Now I can't even put my head down when I want to. And y'all have heard that testimony for a long time, and I and maybe I revisit that one. I can tell you when I started this process of learning how to forgive folks, it's like dark clouds came off of me. It seems like my continents changed. My mom, before she passed away, she was actually happy because she said something had changed in me, that I was at peace with myself because a lot of things happened to me was because of myself, and I had never learned how to forgive myself. So next week, let's work on forgiving ourselves. Let's just do this. Let's learn about what offenses are, and if we have time, we'll start about learning how to forgive ourselves about certain situations because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we take the responsibility that we got to understand that responsibility well on the cross when we ask for forgiveness. Amen? Amen. 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 Yeah, because sometimes it can be... Um, upset with ourselves for something that we did years and years ago and think maybe the other person, you know, is holding unforgiveness towards us and maybe they've even just moved on with their lives and forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Because the situation happened, we have to learn to, you know, 
put it on the counter and give it to the Lord and just release it and give it to God, give it to the Lord, you know. And sometimes that's hard to do because something could have happened to you, oh, I don't know, 40-some years ago, and you've been carrying this thing around for so many years that it's become buried and hidden, and you don't even know that it's there until the Lord brings it to your attention. Right. You know, he has to tell you, you know what, you are bitter about this. You've been holding bitterness against this person all these years, and you, you just, you don't know how to get in there and dig it out and fix it. So, and this person may not even be in your life anymore. So, you know, you just have to give it to Jesus, give it to the Lord, because if you can't contact that person, then you contact Jesus. And he's, you know, he's our mediator. So bring it to the Lord and, you know, I don't know, you know, how to release it because it's been in there for such a long time. And so, you know, the only thing we can do is send it to the Lord and just ask him to fill our hearts with his love in that area so that we can begin to forgive that person and forgive ourselves. I've got a couple situations like that. So, you know, I I've got one where I I did something and it upset the other person and you know, they live close to the city where I live in, but I the Lord told me to write them a letter, but I can't do that because I just don't think they want to hear from me. So, you know, we can get, people can get so jumbled up in this stuff and just let it, we have to just give it to the Lord, you know, just give him the, you can't get the beauty and still keep the ashes. So you got to give it to the Lord and then just make the decision to give it to him and ask him to start uh, working on it so that he can help you get that thing out of there or he can get that thing out of there. It's very, it can be very complicated and messy. I, you know, <clears throat> I've been working with something for a while now trying to forgive myself for something that, you know, if, and the Lord even told me, then that person is not mad at you. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't want to try to contact this person. Because I'm like, do they really want to hear from me? You know, so if you're holding something against yourself, you got to give that to the Lord too. Yes, you do. All of it. You all have to give of all of it. You have to give all of it. And you know what? I'm a firm believer. God tell you that um, they ain't mad at you. They ain't mad at you. That's it. So 
So that means that means there's no condemnation in Christ. Amen. So God wouldn't tell you that they're not mad at you, so send a letter or the email or the text. Yeah. I or mean, can... I've known this person for a long time. I'd say 1970, you know, and so, and, and so what I'm trying to say is, you know, and they are a Christian and, you know, they have probably forgiven me and, you know, we don't need to be holding on to stuff that not necessary so that might be a good I'm I'm glad you said what you said because it relieved me to hear you say that that if God said they're not mad at you they're not mad at you God never tells us a lie and never traps us I'm going to pray for you Prophet Zena Um, God never Perhaps us in a he won't tell us to do something and then renege on the promise. Yeah. I mean, God will never put us in a situation that will harm us as well as the other person. Sometimes that person might be waiting to hear it or needed to hear it for their release because they may take an over responsibility too, and you asking for forgiveness may open up the door. Um, I'm going to tell you, there are certain friends I wish they would call me or saying, hey, I forgive you, or I'm asking forgiveness in this situation because I didn't do you right, because both of us are scared to contact each other. Exactly. I would love, and, you know, sometimes, even if we're mad, I'm, I'm learning. If it's somebody you truly care about, you can tell them, I'm mad. I know you're mad, but I still forgive you, so whenever you are mad, call me. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes, and... But sometimes we don't have that relationship with people. But if God tells you you're not mad, then guess what? God is not gonna. God is the only one that knows the heart of man. The enemy doesn't. Yeah, He's not gonna tell you something that's. God is not a man that He should lie. So right, he's not gonna tell you something that is not true. And exactly. if if you think you did something to somebody, and really. This thing is no big deal. It's not a bad thing. But, you know. We may regret on how we may have handled things in the past, but guess what? We have a responsibility to handle things correctly in the future. Present. Exactly. So, so, so. you know, I, I mean, I, you know, this was person was a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, somebody I looked up to. And they came looking me up one day, and I never expected to see them, but here they come, knocking on the door, sticking their head in, and I'm like, okay, I know this person, and, and um, you know, I, I, they helped me, shape me to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in discipline and musically and, and in different ways. So they probably, they I think they have probably forgotten all about it, to be honest with you. I mean, this right. thing is like 30 years old. Then, so, then you have to learn how to let it go. 
Exactly. You know, it's okay to be disappointed. See, this is what we forget what forgiveness is and what it isn't. It's okay to be disappointed. It really is. It's okay to be disappointed. That's an emotion. Uh, or we can be concerned about somebody or disappointed about somebody. But that dis- don't never let that disappointment turn to the point where it turns into offense. A lot of the time our disappointment on how we think so, or our perceptibility or disappointment or how a situation is ending or maintaining, we take a, we start taking offense because it's not the picture that we think we should see. Yeah. So you have to understand some and and that's as 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 we learn one learn to go through this walk with each other that we really under, we have to understand because maybe if it's not the picture that we desire but the relationship we what matters is what God thinks of this relationship and how God wants us to desire it and that's the biggest point it's not about us sometimes it's about our relationships with God and sometimes our relationships are premature and sometimes we we have outgrown certain relationships and God is going to separate you because you're not on one accord but but with, especially with mentors, we take such a heart. We take everything to heart. Oh yeah. That a mentor doesn't do because I know I have mentors right now that I have taken to heart when certain situations don't. You looking for that person to have your back a thousand percent because they're your mentor, but we forget they're human. <clears throat> and we yeah. have to learn how not to let the disappointment turn into an offense because. Especially with people in authority, we have to learn that sometimes we may be disappointed on how that person is reacting to you or actions towards you or how they act towards another person. That has zero to do with you. That's their responsibility. But what yeah. you have to understand is that don't let that turn into something else. No. Recognize what the emotion is. Recognize the situation. If it requires forgiveness, forgive. And and. Let us pray, and then we'll let it go. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Father God, I come to you tonight because you're our Abba Father, your El Shaddai, your Elohim, but you're also our, you're also our judge. You're also, you also have, you also are our judge. Your son is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Your son is also our advocate. The Holy Spirit is our helper in our defense, and we are happy tonight, God. We thank you tonight. We thank you for the open heaven that you've chosen to open for us so we can receive healing in this area. So right now I'm going to lift the prophet of Zenith to you, Father God. Father God, I stand the gap for her right now, Father God. <clears throat> we choose to ask to forgive, Father God. Forgive. <clears throat> we ask for We stand in the gap, and we we stand with her tonight. And we ask for forgiveness for any sin that's committed, that Lord. committed, and if it has wounded anybody or her soul. We ask you to wash all of us, and including her, to wash in all our sins and the sins of our, wash us clean of any of our sins, the sins of our youth, the sins of our ancestors, and also maybe sins committed against me or we have even committed against each other. And we put the blood on those sins and also uh, forgive everyone who has hurt us. Because in Leviticus 17, if I'm saying it correctly, says that your blood atones for our souls. 
and we believe that your blood is washing us clean of every sin of our, in our souls right now, and we receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. And Father God, right now we put that sin, those stuff, we put that area of unforgiveness on the cross, yes, so Lord. that and we are, and we ask, we do want us to repent, and we put it on the cross, and we choose to forgive that person, and we apply it, we put that on the cross as well, Father God. And Father God and Jesus, we thank you tonight because you died on the cross for the for forgiveness of sins, and also to reconcile a relationship back to back to God to the Father to the Father, and we thank you right now. And Lord Jesus, the sins that even have wounded Prophet Zena or wounded anybody in the sounds of my voice, as we we if those who are thinking of things they have. They're asking forgiveness now, Father God, Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We do honestly repent. And, Lord Jesus, we know that sin has wounded our souls, but it's your dunamis power that can heal the wounds inside of each and every one of us because we have all been resurrected to new life in you so that dunamis may live in our spirit. So tonight, tonight, Jesus, tonight, Father God, tonight, Holy Spirit, we declare and decree that the flowing into our souls, right, that that it is flow, dunamis power to heal us is flowing into our souls right now and causing us to be excellent of soul. And we ask tonight to heal the situation, heal the wounds inside of us that is called uh, so our souls to be excellent in every place where we have been injured. We ask you to release, heal our wounds of our relationships so that if there's an area that we want to be re- reconciled with that person, that every part where it has been broken down, that break, the breakdown of that relationship, we plead the blood over it, and we allow the blood to cleanse. We allow the blood to release power. We like we allow the blood of Jesus to atone and to speak for us in those areas. And we ask you to feel feel your resurrection power in both our souls, our minds, our bodies, and even the relationships that are broken, Father God. And we know. I know, and we know when our soul gets healed, we all we know that we will be prosperous in our health, even as our soul prospers. Mm-hmm. So we receive the healing in our bodies, our minds, our soul, and our relations now in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, because he said he's going to be doing a an inner healing, so... And I believe this could be the, this prayer could be the beginning of that process. So, but, you know, forgiveness is really, the flip side of forgiveness is healing. So Mm -hmm. if if we're upset with ourselves or upset with somebody else or we think they're upset with us, you know, it'll just bring healing and restoration. So I thank you for this prayer. I really do. Thank you, Prophet. As we um, as we go forth tonight, everyone, allow God. And I'm gonna close this up. Allow God to work on us this week. You know, the areas of forgiveness is very touchy, but it's it's delicate, and the only person can really handle it is Jesus. So, in our prayer times this week, allow Jesus to to reveal things to us. Allow God and the Holy Spirit release. Let them reveal stuff to us so we can get forgiveness in areas. Mm -hmm. We'll never know. I'm telling you, I've gotten forgiveness for things, and when the situation was brought up to me, I had a different perspective on it. I'm like, whoa, 
Okay, because I really did say that. I was like, whoa. You know what? Uh, I don't even think about that situation like that anymore. And I know what I used to think. I was like, hoo-hoo, I got to forget. Oh, I love this. And I started because it put my childhood in perspective. It put a lot of things in perspective for me. So let us deal with that this week. Also, if you're looking for a resource, we are going to uh, the resource now, um, hopefully this week. I know I said last week, but charge it to my heart, my mind, not to my heart. Um, the book is Power to Heal by Joel Hunter. I will see if I can post a link on by the end of this week. Uh, the book is $9 on Amazon, and I think if you get it on um, Amazon and Kindle, I think it's either $9, electronic book, but I think it's 10 if you 10 or 12 if you go to Lifeway or any other bookstore or order from Joan Hunter website directly. <clears throat> I'll be honest, I saw this. Uh, she is an apostle. She's in Houston, Texas. I can tell you, I saw a person, and I know everybody probably hears this every time I talk about it, but that was my first time ever seeing people get delivered like that. Like, not like being on the phone, being on Civil Words Ministry. It's awesome, but when you're physically in that space, and that was one of the first times I've seen people, she talked to them and ministered to them about healing, about forgiveness, and their countenance changed right before my eyes, and that was awesome. And when I say awesome, it was awesome. Like I said, when you see somebody grow two inches in front of you, they walked in, they were like five foot nine, and they and they walked out that door about six one. Hey. You kind of like what? Oh yeah. Because because the spirit of infirmity has locked them down, and it was because they were in a, they felt responsible for a car accident. I think that's what it was. One was like one person felt responsible for a car accident, straightened it, straightened their whole spine up, and I was like, whoa, woohoo, praise oh. Jesus. So, uh, if you and yeah. she is the descendant of the Happy Hunters. If anybody knew about them with their crusades. She is actually the daughter of, I think, of, of the Happy Hunters, if you ever heard of them. So. Yeah, <clears throat> or haven't. Because so. it can really weigh you down and, you know, I mean, it can cause sickness, you know, all kinds yeah. of things, osteoporosis. Exactly. That's- Heart conditions, allergy conditions. Everything. Trust me, I know. Oh, yeah. Thyroid. Oh, yeah, all of it. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's spiritual stress on the body, and it's coming and it's manifesting itself through uh, physical needs. So yeah. we have to, like I said, learn about those things. So next week, yeah, I'll pro- and I will... <clears throat> And what I'll do is I'll actually post a link uh, to one of the books because if I use the book, I always want to let everybody know what I'm saying or using. And because, you know, I always say test it. You know, I take test the spirit by the spirit, literally meaning <clears throat> if you think I'm saying something wrong, test me, find me out. Because, A, if I'm saying something wrong and I need corrected, correct me because I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also let's book, you know, Break it up with the Bible. That's how I see it. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, and Joyce Meyer put out a book called Do Yourself a Favor. Oh, yeah. 
forgive. <laughs> so, you know, she talks about blessing. Ask God to, you know, to bless the person. And and it's like a five-step process that she takes you through. And, and um, you know, it's just got to just go through the process and forgive the person. That's all. Yeah, you have to go through the process. If I can tell you, it is a process. Hey, <clears throat> I hope you I'm processing. I'm I'm going through a process with all this stuff, and I think that once you know, I forgive myself and deal with these two other people, and maybe a few others. That's when the inner healing is going to come. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to just. You know, the Lord told me it'll happen in an instant. So I'm like, mm-hmm. an instant, okay? But, you know, once you forgive and truly forgive from your heart, it's going to heal everything. It's going to heal your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit. Whatever's broken is going to get fixed. <clears throat> and we have to forgive ourselves <clears throat> of certain situations. Because there are situations that I maybe felt like I caused a sickness to myself, and it's taking me forever to forgive myself. Or yeah. if, or if it's, um, <clears throat> or if I feel like that, um, if I'm doing something or I did something, and somebody got hurt and I saw them getting hurt, that's hard for me because in my heart I never want to hurt people. And when I see people getting hurt by actions I may have done directly or indirectly, it takes me out, like for real. So yeah, it you takes know. Time. So forgive yourself and walk through the steps of forgiveness. So next week we're gonna all get into that. Amen. So tonight. Oh yeah. Um, so God, we're gonna close this out right now. But Father God, right now. Wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, feelings, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do want to repent. I receive your forgiveness in no other name. But your son's name my Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim, and I give you praise. Um, Father God, tonight we thank you for this lesson on forgiveness. And I thank you for allowing brightness upon our hearts and allowing it to be uh by allowing the Holy Spirit to bring this lesson to our remembrance. And again, once again, Father God, we thank you for forgiveness you've given us and that every sin that we have done is placed on the cross right now and that we are truly forgiven. And we thank you for the healing that is going to take place in the reconciling of relationships or even the starting of brand new relationships, God. Tonight, God, I thank you for allowing us to learn and open those doors where we give us the opportunity to forgive ourselves in situations that we may not even cause, or only you know, Father God. And tonight, God, I thank you and I bless you and I praise your name tonight, Father God. And, Father God, as we come to the close, I ask you to put it upon people's heart. Give them the grace, the mind, and the peace, Father God, as they go forth, Father God. As they learn how to forgive and to forgive others, <clears throat> God, give them the peace, peace of mind that they're doing the right thing, Father God. Allow doors of these, if, if doors to be open of reconciliation, Father God, I ask you to open them because when you open them, no man can close them, Father God. And Father God, if it's something that when they recon, that they have for, need to forgive, so doors can close. Allow those doors to close that no man can uh, to close, 
and allow that mean a door that a man can't open the only that those doors are closed and sealed by the Holy Spirit and sealed by the blood of Jesus. And tonight, Father God, as we go forth, may may as we pronounce a blessing over each and every one of us on this line, may the Lord bless and keep thee, may the Lord shine his face upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his confidence upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. God bless you, Sister Lashana. Have a wonderful God. night, everyone. God bless you, Sister Brandon. Good night, Brandon. Good night sis. <laughs> I'm here. Good I'm night. Here. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.